Welcome to the Rising Star Project. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder of Holistic Fashionista, and I'm beyond excited to introduce to you amazing lightworkers and soulpreneurs around the world who are improving the way we live, one holistic modality at a time. But like any entrepreneurial spirit, they have questions, need guidance, and desire more clarity around their higher calling, their offerings, next projects, and vulnerabilities, so they may touch those who are meant to hear their message. And that is why we are here today. What you're listening to are the business mentoring sessions I'm providing for these exceptional people, using their astrological birth chart to shine a bright light on what planets are influencing their chosen life path and which signs have the greatest influence on their work. You'll also hear what's holding them back from achieving their deepest desires, along with aha moments that remind us how incredible breakthroughs can be. Due to the nature of these sessions, I kindly ask that you share your gratitude by sharing this podcast with others. By sharing these sessions, you not only will enrich others' lives, but you will also support the work of a light worker, a kind soul who's made it their life's work to serve others from their highest self. It is my hope and intention that by experiencing their mentoring session, you will be able to answer some of your own questions around what you've been called to do and what movement you're here to lead. From productivity to self-care rituals to marketing and leadership, each session is personal in its content and inspirational as we use the stars, the moon, and the planets to unlock the hidden treasures of being holistic leaders of tomorrow. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome everybody to the Rising Star Project. My name is Angel Quintana and I've got a fabulous guest here. Her name is Carrie. We're going to be diving into her higher calling and answering some of her questions about her business. So I want to welcome you, Carrie, to the podcast. Hi, Angel. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So, okay, so I have never, I don't think we've ever had a chance to speak on the phone or get to know each other. So I want to use this time to learn a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and uh, we'll take it from there. Okay, um, well, my background is in, um, I'd say, yoga, and uh, I also um, have had experience working with um, creative entrepreneurs, um, but I'd say in the past couple of years, I had started a magazine, and then I had fun doing that, but then more recently, I launched something called the Moon and Arrow Lodge, and I'm trying to just pull kind of from my kind of creative and spiritual backgrounds to help create a place where um, people can kind of learn ways to kind of calm down, shift their perspective, um, feel better about themselves. I'm trying to kind of, like I said, combine everything I've done (laughs) into one now. (laughs) Well, I love the name. It's such a cool name. It's so catchy. So are you doing, so are you building your business online? Do you have a local following? Where where are you at as far as uh, building it? Say online, I um, was, I kind of dived into a metaphysical practitioner program that I had signed up for years ago this summer after turning 40. And while I was in it, um, I started an Instagram page and then I named it the Moon and Arrow Lodge. And I was having a lot of fun there. People were responding to it. And then, I mean, like I literally just created the website like last week and I'm just kind of, you know, seeing where it goes. 
Okay, great. So then what is the big challenge that you'd like to focus on today for the reading? Something that came up during that was um, like during that class and I kind of got into tarot and a card that kept coming up was saying that um, I should learn to find structure to share my gifts with the world. And looking back, I realized, I think that going from teaching regular yoga classes to going online and sharing, um, I realized that's where I struggled. No, not real structure for, you know, what I'm going to offer people, um, you know, end result, how to make money. <laughs> okay. So do you currently have something to sell or do you, when you say structure, is it more like a marketing plan or is it a little bit of both? I'd say a little bit of both. So, um, part, I finished two programs in one. So I'm like an intuitive counselor. So like, I know how to, I knew there's a certain way you would run a session. Um, I think something around there is right now I'm just offering, I have like a workbook. I have like a tarot reading offering and I have like a one hour intuitive counseling session. Um, I feel like I might need to get a little broader, like, you know, things like, Oh, you might work with me for eight weeks and then expect this. Um, like, I feel like I have the basics in place. Um, but, you know, it's hard just to get somebody to jump on the phone with you. Yeah. <laughs> for well, a okay, so is the, what is the long-term goal for the business? I'd say long-term. I would like, I'm a mom of two young boys. Um, I, I want to personally be able to help people um, just continually to kind of shift from feeling lost or confused to... Um, learning ways to feel better about themselves. And I do that through like breathing, maybe tarot card reading, yoga. And I want to be able to do that in a way online that I'm inspiring and helping people, but that my schedule is also flexible. Mm -hmm. And then who currently is already being attracted to what you're offering? So I'd say it's twofold, twofold being people who are already kind of into woo-woo um, stuff. Mm -hmm. and, like, and I share, you know, stuff about following the moon. And I'd say the other group I'm starting to hit is um, like moms that I know that I'm and people that I'm meeting that are religious, but they don't feel like they're spiritual. Mm, that's they're kind of drawn to that. I think more spiritually, my background is in religion, but I'm not, um, Yes, like I just know people who like they go to church every week, but they don't really feel spiritual. Interesting. So it's been an interesting group to be attracting. Huh. Yeah. Well, wow. So a little bit of closing the gap here of just uh, what it means to, um, you know, communicate with, you know, a, a bigger force. So this is so cool. So well, let's get into this. Okay. Uh, so what we're going to do is the, I'm going to talk about the first three main planets in your chart. And actually, I just want to double check one thing. If you have any other, just pull up your chart really quickly here. Um, okay, so here we go. So you're, you've got your sun in the sign of Aries, which I'm sure you already know. Everybody knows their sun sign. And you have your rising sign in the sign of Cancer. I'll go over that in just a minute. And your moon sign in the sign of Scorpio. So it's a pretty interesting combination seeing that you've got two water signs and then you've got this uh, Mr. Fiery Aries as, uh, as basically how you see yourself. So uh, in astrology, your sun is, uh, is basically, uh, I like to call it like... Uh, it's your, uh, it's your secret sauce. It's not necessarily the way that other people see you, but it's how you see yourself. So Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. So they're always the ones with like 
the big idea. They're the guys that are just like, I got this idea. It's so, it's going to be amazing. They love to talk about it. It's just, but they get stuck after the big idea. So they're like, well, how do I implement that? Or, you know, maybe I'll just get somebody else to do that. Or, um, and they're, and they just really want to stay in their element where they're genius at, right? That, that big idea, that, uh, that fire in their belly, that excitement. So there's going to be some challenges of just like some inner challenges, some of those shadows of areas of just like, you know, maybe I don't want to do some of the, some of the laborious things to bring my, uh, my, uh, my, my idea to fruition, but they also want us to stay in their, um, they're in their genius. And I think that's really important that Aries understands that they don't have to do it alone. And if they're finding that they are overwhelmed or they find that they're getting like quick tempered or anything like that, that that's just, that's just part of the shadow of Aries. And it's just letting you know that uh, the next stage of your project probably will need some assistance and it probably will need some grounding. It will probably need some fluidity. Um, it will probably need some other uh, partners and people involved. So uh, that's like your sweet little spot is coming up with those big ideas. Now your rising sign is actually how other people see you. So while you're out there fire in the belly, uh, pursuing these big ideas, you come off in the world as cancer. So cancer is a water sign. Uh, they're ruled by the crab, um, highly creative, um, and secretly ambitious, but very ambitious. Um, and they have a tendency to crawl in their hole or in their crab shell when, when, when things get a little rough. So uh, on the outside, you are the mother of a community. You are the leader. So they are the mother of the Zodiac. So they're always making sure that everybody else is taken care of, right? So they're the nurturer, the provider. They're the ones uh, making, uh, on some level, maybe even a shadow of cancer is, uh, is a people pleaser, really someone who really wants other people um, to be happy. And as the shadow, it could also uh, translate into um, not taking enough time for yourself. So on this hand, when we're talking about a higher calling and how you're showing up in the world, is it's really that they already see you as the mother of a project, of a community, of a family, and they're really looking for to to for to you for guidance. So it's interesting that you're already offering uh, intuitive readings and um, tarot and oracle card. Uh, readings and things like that, because at the end of the day, they're, they're looking for um, someone, someone like you, that's going to, it, it, like, it's different than Scorpio because Cancer is a little softer than Scorpio's intensity, um, but they're both water signs, but they're really looking for that comfort in you more than like discipline or anything like that. They're looking for um, that nurturing mother figure. Hello. I love it. Okay. Just making sure I didn't lose you there. <laughs> no, okay. Funny. I don't think I realized that how I see myself and then how others see me. That's, um, yeah, that was spot on. 
Okay, cool. So I'll, I'll start making sense. I'm just kind of going through the first three main planets and then we'll go into the other step. But I'm just kind of giving you a bigger overview of, of, you know, even as you're building your, you know, your tribe on Instagram or drawing traffic to your website, it's just like keeping in mind that, you know, they're really looking for that nurturing, um, that, that parental mother figure in their life. Now your moon. Okay. We always want to bring in the moon. Um, in your higher calling, your moon is your emotions, it's your soul, it's all that inner stuff that's keeping the momentum um, going in your business or in your higher calling. And you have that in the sign of Scorpio. So again, another water sign. So in this regard, we want to make sure that we keep Scorpio satisfied. Otherwise, uh, it's gonna, you're going to start to feel bored because uh, Scorpio is basically the sign that wants to dig deeper. Right? They want to get un they want to get under the hood of the car. They want to dig up the roots. Um, they want to know why things are the way they are. And so, if you don't have enough, if you're not spending enough time, maybe that solitude time, um, uh, you know, uh, reading books, digesting information, um, uh, learning, higher education. Uh, doing that detective work, coming up with your own theories. That's the part of you that's going to play a huge role in making sure that you don't give up, that you feel satisfied, right? You could be spending all this time serving others. That's cancer, right? Your rising sign is all about serving others, putting people before yourself, all of those, that motherly characteristics. But if the moon, the Scorpio is not, doesn't have enough solitude, to, to spend that alone time gathering new information, digging up new roots, there's going to be a disconnect. Yeah, I see for both the water signs. I think I've always identified with the Aries and I'm, I mean, for years until I had kids, I like never really allowed myself to be alone. Um, and I found that to be detrimental as years went on. So this mm -hmm. is very, um, I am learning that I do better when I give myself alone time. So I need to tap into these other energies. Awesome. So yeah, Scorpio is intense. You know, it's ruled by the planet of Pluto. Pluto is just all about digging deeper. I have a, uh, I have a Scorpio stellium, which means I have more than four planets in the sign of Scorpio. So, and that's oh, funny because I have a lot of uh, clients that have a Scorpio stellium. It's just like, we love to get under the hood of the car. And so um, all, and it's interesting because just from those three signs, you know, when, when you get under the hood of the car and you do all your research and your detective work and investigations and all that Scorpio stuff, what that's really doing is it's fueling the fire for Aries. And it's bringing this, it's birthing these new ideas, right? You know, and this is something as we go further into the reading for you to think about with your offerings, right? So Aries is coming up with the big idea, but it's Scorpio that's fueling the fire. And so you might want to even kind of start just, you know, meditate on, you know, what are, what is it that I know to be true about um, spirituality that is my own theory? Um, it's my own philosophy. It's my own way of bringing the message or closing the gap or whatever that ends up looking like for you so that Aries gets so frigging excited and it satisfies Scorpio and then it, you bring it to um, you know, the face of your brand, right? the cancer of your brand, so that you actually become this um, 
spiritual influencer, if you will, with this very motherly um, um, essence to her. Wow, that's neat. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to go into some a little bit of, I always like to bring in Saturn. Saturn's like a little bit of the dark side of, you know, what to watch out for. So Saturn uh, is the is the father figure of the zodiac. So he's all about discipline. You know, he wants you to bring home the bacon. He wants you to uh, uh, get to work. He wants you to have a plan. All those things. So you have Saturn in the sign of Leo, and what this means. And it's funny because I have Saturn in Leo as well. So this means that. Okay, so let me start with Leo. Leo is all about the spotlight. It's all about charm. It's all about creativity, organization, entrepreneurship, um, warming others. It's, you know, Leo's ruled by the sun, so he wants to shine his um, bright light of warmth on others, but he also wants to receive the warmth himself. So he's definitely not just, it's like, unlike Cancer, who's just motherly and giving and giving and people pleasing and making it all about other people, Leo's like, oh no, I'm going to adore you and I'm going to shine this bright sunshine all over you. But in return, I want to feel the same adoration. I want to feel the same charm. So when you have it in the placement of Saturn in Leo, what this means is that until you shine your light and use your platform and own your spotlight, he's, gonna, he's going to uh, make it harder for you right? Because he's trying to push you to be the leader, to be in the spotlight, to shine your light um, and be that creative entrepreneur, be organized. And until you do that, it's like until you step on your stage, he won't reward you financially. He won't reward you with opportunity and growth or people that you need in your path in order to support this big vision. So he's, and, but the thing is, and I don't want to make him sound so scary, but he's also um, the planet that even if you do baby steps and it sounds like, you know, you've, uh, you know, launched this new brand on Instagram, you've created your website, those tasks, even though like maybe it's not generating sales yet for you, he's about, he's rewarding you with opportunities, with people, maybe even this reading. He's starting to bring the opportunities to you because he sees the effort. And that's all that we really need to do with Saturn is just let him know that you're putting in the work, that you're do even if they're baby steps, he just wants to see the progress. Okay, I can relate to that. <laughs> Any questions so far? Questions? I don't know. It's, so the Scorpio thing really kind of um, intrigued me about you're saying like doing the detective work and everything. And it made me think about how like I do so well as a student when I like have to be doing all the research and, um, you know, reflecting back, it's like then I've noticed it's when I'm, when I don't have to be doing that, that all of a sudden I'm like, oh, now I'm, now I'm supposed to share it. And that I do, I love doing the detective work and I think I maybe need to learn how to continue, you know, kind of bringing that out, like you said, kind of figuring out what my own kind of spiritual theories are. Yes. Know, based on all of this detective work I've already done. I'm, I'm fascinated by that. Exactly. And then you're, and then Leo, Saturn and Leo is like, okay, well, once you come up like, and really sit with this, like 
once you come up with this theory or this signature system um, or um, this, this idea that's just slightly different than maybe, it's like taking all the things that you're learning and kind of molding it and, and sculpting it into your thing, then Saturn wants you to get on your soapbox, get on your stage and go talk about it and make it your thing and be the influencer for that, for that theory, for that system. I feel like I'm finally for the first time at that point of doing something where I feel like talking about it, telling people I'm good at it. And, and that's been kind of um, invigorating. Awesome. Awesome. So not so scary. So Saturn's not so scary. Sounds like you've got, you've got a few things um, already developed for um, you know, what you have to offer and uh, let's just keep going. Let's keep going here. Okay. So we've got, uh, we've got, let's talk about the North node and the South node. Okay. So you've got your North node in the sign of Libra and you have your South node in the sign of Aries. Okay. So let me just explain the difference here. So your South node is basically what you brought as a um, natural gift, if you will. It's a, you know, whether you believe in past lives, you into this lifetime, you already brought, you already came with some gifts. You already came with natural abilities and talents and it's in the sign of Aries. So it's kind of like, um, it's like you've, you already came with the gift of coming up with big ideas. Like a lot of people struggle with coming up with the idea, let alone a committing to it. They can't even come up with the idea. That is actually um, a strength of yours that you actually can come up with the ideas very easily. However, the North Node, this is, your, uh, this is your destiny. These are where the challenges. So in this lifetime, while you have these natural abilities, well, now we've got some challenges to face, to uh, start developing new uh, skills and new abilities. And that's in the sign of Libra. So, and it's interesting because you also have Pluto in the sign of Libra. So I'll just talk about these two at the same time. So uh, your gift is about coming up with these big ideas, fire in the belly, chatting about it, all that airy stuff. But Libra is going to be your challenge here. This is going to be about making sure that it's beautiful, right? Libra is uh, ruled by Venus, the planet of love, the planet of attraction, the planet of compassion. Um, she's a goddess. Uh, she's, uh, she's, the, she's the girl that uh, comes up with her own, she has, she's an air sign, so she comes up with these, all these ideas. She's very heady. She wants to think about things. Um, but she also has a difficulty with uh, committing and making decisions. So it's gonna be uh, the shadows that to watch out for is, you know, you might have all these ideas that come naturally to you, but it, the commitment of deciding which one to move forward with is going to weigh on your shoulders. I will say that sounds like my daily life. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely that, because I get another idea. And yep. And, and so that it's, so it's an air sign. So it's like, it's very like, it's not grounded, right? And it's like, I'm not even seeing a, a lot of earth signs in your chart, which all that grounding and practical and logical and implementation and all that earth is kind of missing from your chart. So in addition to uh, 
the shadows of Libra, which is, you know, having these ideas, but jumping around and changing your mind all the time. Um, instead, it's like find, uh, find the beauty, right? Let's, let's appease Libra for a second. Find the beauty in, uh, you know, what it is that you're here to teach. All those things that you're digging up, your moon and Scorpio, all those roots and all those theories and all those things that you're kind of birthing, find the, the silver lining, the red thread that connects them all and makes them uh, beautiful, whether that's, uh, whether that's offering things that um, supply inner beauty but don't forget that Libra is the balancing scale. So if we're going to talk about inner beauty, she also wants to balance it out with external beauty, right? Visual stimulation, home decor, style, anything that's going to visually food, you know, that those are the kinds of things that she's going to feel more balanced. She wants the inner stuff, all that inner beauty stuff, but she also wants the outer stuff too. I will say once I launched this Instagram page and like, as of right now, like I'm not even on it, like a picture of me, um, it seems to have flowed more. I'm just focusing on making the feed pretty and, you know, not kind of worrying about having pretty pictures of myself. So I feel like I'm sharing inner work while making the feed pretty. And it has been, um, it's been very, I think things have just flowed a lot easier. It is funny about the making things beautiful. I do. I feel like I get a little anal about that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Me <of> too. <laughs> so that's going to be the challenge um, as far as uh, for your destiny, right? For this higher calling is just finding a way to um, satisfy. Scor so the thing about the moon and Scorpio is that she's very heady, right? She's very intense. She wants all these facts and like knowledge and all this stuff. But Libra is always going to be sitting right there having a conversation with Scorpio going, oh, but let's make it pretty too. Like, I know it's like so fun to like dive deep and like have all these deep conversations, but I kind of want to keep it light from time to time. Like, is that cool? Like if we can just talk about like, you know, just like that crystals are pretty and not always just about how they have healing qualities. So there's going to be like that, like just appeasing Libra um, with with the craftsmanship of things. I love it. Awesome. Okay, more Aries here. Okay, you've got your uh, midheaven. This is your 12, uh, excuse me, your 10th house is your house of career in the sign of Aries. So again, your career path really has to do with starting new projects. Now, the problem here is because we don't have a lot of implementation. We don't have a lot of uh, earth going on in your chart. So Aries is going to run into a situation where he's not going to want to do what he doesn't want to do. So it's going to be imperative is that the way that you offer your products and services, you got to offer it in a way where it's not going to overwhelm Aries and make his stubborn side, size, uh, side come out. So the way that you structure like your offerings or your programs, um, I would say by, you know, going back to Saturn and Leo of really honoring your stage and your influence and making sure that Aries is like, well, I don't want to just, uh, you know, do one-on-one -on -one stuff all the time, or I don't want to just do, you know, this and that or whatever. So Leo is going to be like, well, what if we write a book or what if we, um, 
what if we put things on autopilot so that the message and the branding can be a, more about me being the influencer and me sharing my big ideas and letting that be the marketing plan. Let that be the thing um, that brings everything uh, together versus like, uh, just relying on uh, like Facebook ads and learning the technicalities there or relying on um, just some of those mundane um, uh, projects or skills that, that will bore Aries. So instead, like using more of your influence and, and them, it's almost like your, like, yes, you're making this beautiful feed and yes, you've got these products and services that, you know, talk about the inner beauty and the outer beauty, but Leo, Saturn and Leo is like, but you do need to make it about you. It's like you're selling these ideas and theories, but you're actually selling you first and then the ideas and theories that you've come up with. That's really interesting. Um, I could see how that, I could see how that would work. Because you're basically coming up with something. It's like Scorpio just wants to come up with something new. They want to, they want to be the smartest person in the room. And so as you're coming up with these theories, and you might want to, I mean, I'm just kind of throwing some things out here, but like you might want to have like your own terminology. I don't know if that's a trademark term. Like it's like you're coming up with your own language to describe your philosophy and your theories around what it is that you're selling. And then using, you know, you, the person, right? You, the influencer as um, an archetype for um, sharing these, uh, these concepts. So for, I'll just give you a quick little example. So I have Saturn and Leo and I am an introvert. I don't really want to be the face of, you know, holistic fashionista per se, but I, instead what I've done is, you know, I've trademarked my trademark terms, right? My, my, you know, kismet client and business trendsetter and signature system. So those theories now are attached to my brand, which is attached to me, which is, is, which is giving me that soapbox. It's giving me that platform of like, these are the concepts that are um, building my influence, if you will. No, I get that. I mean, I've kind of gone back and forth about whether or not like the Moon and Arrow Lodge should be something that people know Carrie Berkey has. Or, you know, if it's a standalone um, thing. So this is definitely giving me something kind of to think about with that. Um, yeah, you'd be surprised. If you want to satisfy Saturn, who's actually going to be the one that gives you the money, it's, you're going to have to have your name attached to it. Interesting. I mean, I can see that too, but yeah. So let's talk about your kismet client. Let's talk about, you know, who's going to buy this stuff? Who's going to be attracted to what it is that we've been discussing for the last, you know, 30 minutes or so. I'm going to look at your, your 12th house. This is uh, the house of subconscious. This is your karmic debts. Um, I always talk about the 12th house. It's, um, it's naturally ruled by Pisces. So when you think about the 12th house, you might want to think about psychic abilities and, and intuition and the subconscious mind and, um, all of those Piscean, uh, watery, um, fantastical, fantasy, daydreaming, all that stuff is associated with the 12th house. The reason I associate the 12th house with your kismet client um, is because I truly believe that when you build a business around your higher calling, it's much different than just building a business for profit. Um, it has to do uh, with you actually leaving a legacy. 
with you working through your own spiritual growth and simultaneously, you know, my concept around attracting a kismet client. Uh, so basically your, your kismet client is you, but it's you just a few years ago. So you're a little bit further along than she is in, in the area that you're here to, to teach on, right? So the kismet client is born to buy what you're here to teach. Or in other words, your kismet client is here to help you work through your karmic debts while she works through hers as well. Ooh. Okay. So you've got it in the sign of Gemini, which is so interesting. This is the twins, you know, Jekyll and Hyde, whatever. Um, she's got some duality there. But the interesting part about having her as your kismet client is, first of all, she's ruled by Mercury. She is, uh, Mercury is the planet of communication, intellect. Okay, so Gemini is so incredibly intelligent, which is awesome because your moon in Scorpio loves to dig to, loves to get under the hood. So you've already got all that information that, that's like got her salivating, right? Because she wants to in, intellectualize theories. She wants to, in, she wants to be, she's like the chitty chatty person. Like she's got all this wisdom and knowledge and she's chitty chatty, but she's an air science and she's not grounded. Um, she has a, she has a difficulty also making decisions, not so much as is Libra, but she's also, um, she's a little flighty, right? She's got all this knowledge, but she's just not quite sure how to harness it. She's not how, she doesn't know how to bring it all together so that it works through what she's here to work through in her lifetime. Okay, that's so interesting. Um, so, what, so when you think about like, your products and what you're going to be selling. What I want you to keep in mind, remember this is just an archetype. It doesn't mean that all of your kismet clients have to be <laughs> Gemini's. But when you think about like your products that you're going to sell, your offerings, think about like the bullet points of like the benefits of your product, but never forget that you're, ta you're, you're targeting someone who's already so educated right? She, you know, Gemini's are like the journalists and the PR people of the world. They're well-read. They're into art, all of those things that really keep her very cultured. So remember when you're writing sales copy to, to draw that Gemini archetype to you, talk to a highly intelligent person in your sales copy. Um, I'm finding this to be very, um, I mean, it's, fascinating i mean i feel like there is like an especially when you're doing a bunch of i mean just to use the term woo woo um <laughs> i feel like that's where i trip myself up um worrying that somebody who is more intellectual not necessarily more intellectual than me but just you know that's more on that side that they're think about this let me give you an example let me give you an example okay this is how we're going to attract her it's, it's actually not hard to attract gemini She's so freaking well-read, but this is what you say. So have you spent hours and hours reading books, um, watching documentaries, attending art exhibits, but you still feel like something's missing in your life? Okay. See, so you want to talk to like, she's already done all this stuff, but has she looked inside? She's already got all the education and the credentials and a good career and, you know, all like, 
smarts beyond belief, but do you feel like there's just that part of you that, it, it, that spiritually, maybe there's just something more that you haven't figured out just quite yet that would you think would attract either a love of your life or a better career or something that's more aligned with your soul? Like those are the kinds of things that will, go, that will perk Gemini and be like, yeah, I am well-read. It's like you're giving her a compliment, but then reminding her that that inner world that she hasn't explored as, as deep as she probably would, would like to go but doesn't know what that looks like, that would intrigue her. That kind of sounds a little bit like I was saying some people who are more religious, but um, mm -hmm. speaking spirituality, I mean, like some of them are nurses or they're, you know, environmental consultants. And yep. Yeah, that's interesting. It's like they've climbed the corporate ladder. They've got the credentials. They've read the books. They've, you know, read the newspaper. They've done all these things. It's like in theory, right, in your head, it makes sense. In theory, you know, intellectually, like, but I understand, right? But the thing is, you only understand from your crown chakra. You only understand what your brain will let you understand. But what about your soul? What about your heart? What does she understand? Those are the kinds of like questions that will be like, well, I don't know. That's kind of interesting. I hadn't thought of it like that. You see? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I can work with that. <laughs> she's fascinating. And, and the thing about Gemini is that she's not, she's not intimidating, right? It's, it's different when you've got like Scorpio who's just like, okay, well, what do you got for me? Like, you know, Scorpio, nobody can fool a Scorpio. So Scorpio is just like, well, you're gonna have to prove yourself. So Gemini is not so much like that. Gemini is more like, I've got all the information and the intellect. Um, but I'm, I'm intrigued to learn more, but you're going to have to appeal to my mind before you get under the hood of my car. Okay. Yeah. It's so funny. My husband's a Scorpio and I totally get what you just, the comment you just made about, you know, prove it to me or something. Yep. Like that. Skeptics. They're like, okay, well, you're going to have to, it might take some time. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so Scor Scorpio is fascinating. I mean, some people like have their beef about Scorpio. They're the most loyal people on the planet. Um, that I just, so, but Gemini is definitely, they're an air sign. They love communication. They love to chitty chat, 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 right? They love to intellectualize everything. They are disconnected on some level to their own spirituality. That's so interesting. Cause that sounds exactly like who I'd like to be working with. Yep. Cool. Oh my gosh. Awesome. You might think about like just making like a quick list of like, you know, the top 10, 20 things that she's already so-called read or watched or done or traveled to and, and, and write all those things down because that's going to be uh, a way to, that'll even help you with like your Instagram posts. You know, one day you could be talking about, oh, have you read this book? You know, and then it'd be like, oh, well, that sounds like a great book. It's like, oh, and then you, you know, kind of, you know, you might even have like your free offer. I'm just like spewing out random stuff right now, but like you might have your free offer be like the top 10, you know, books to read on, um, you know, I don't know, whatever problem you solve, like how to, uh, that will uh, appeal to your mind and to your intuition, you know, and then you give them the books to read or something. So you're kind of bridging the gap between the mind and the soul. I'm fascinated about 
the chart identifying kismet clients. Yeah, I know. I always save this to the last part because people are like, whoa, right? Because I think on one hand, we think about what, what we think our person wants. Um, but when we put it into this, uh, when we, you know, use the archetype, when we use the sign to, to really let, you know, to help you work through your, I mean, it's really helping you work through your karmic debts. Like if you go and you, if you appeal to Gemini, you're working through your own stuff at the same time. So it's not just like, oh, what is the problem that um, I, you know, I'm here to solve for this person. It's more like, no, what is your background and life experience and all the things that light you up? Um, and the things you like to dig deeper into, how do those things line up to solve a problem? And more importantly, who is here to purchase those pro pro programs that solve that problem that will help me work through my own karmic uh, debts in this lifetime? And in this case, it's, it's actually Gemini. It's actually helping you get out of your head and into your spirituality by teaching that and sharing that with your Kismet clients. That's amazing. Um, that really, the whole intellectual part really kind of helps me a lot. I feel like I get, I've gotten stuck on that. And I think it's kind of nice to find out, actually, if I speak to that, I will find things to be, um, to flow a little bit more instead of thinking of it as a problem of people being highly intellectual and maybe kind of dismissing things that are more soulful or spiritual um, but trying like you said to bridge that connection mm -hmm. um, it's amazing yeah you just gotta meet them where they're at you know it's kind of like you know when people are preachy it like turns people off but if you meet people where they are that's like a, from a place of love i'm gonna meet you where you are and then i'm gonna take you on this journey with me until we can actually bring you over here until you feel, until you start seeing those life transformations. Yeah, I like that meeting them where they are, right? Instead of, yeah, yeah, makes it more accessible. So what, okay, so I always like to kind of wrap up our reading with making sure that you got what you needed from this session. So what are you thinking are the, the next steps for you? Well, so next steps, I was thinking for one of looking at um, the copy I already have on my new website. Um, I feel like I'm gonna try to flesh out some of this Kismet client stuff. I feel like this really helps me, um, I feel like my background, I can talk to somebody highly intellectual. I feel like sometimes it's harder when I feel like, I mean, and I know as a business owner, you're not supposed to talk to everybody, but I feel like I'm always trying to still cram so many types of people in. Um, I like that this will help me narrow it down um, I like the idea of maybe even trying to imagine this person as I'm talking, and that that's who I'm talking to when I'm writing. Yeah. Um, so that I don't get kind of caught up in being so broad, you know, like if this is who's going to be attracted to me, um, you know, I can kind of cut the fluff and, you know, focus a bit more. It's going to help you. It's also just going to help you own your, your spotlight because it's going to differentiate you from the other people that offer spiritual coaching, that offer intuitive readings and tarot readings. It's like, well, I offer those same things as those other people, but maybe they don't target the intellectual Gemini archetype. You know, they attract somebody different. They attract a, a cancer archetype or a Capricorn. It's just so different for all of those signs. Yes. 
no. And yeah, I, I'm fascinated to kind of see a bridge towards some of the people already attracted to this um, that are very intellectual. And I think sometimes when I'll just share a story, which now that I just said that out loud, it makes me realize I do need to bring a little bit more into it. It's usually when I share a story and people are like, oh, wow, I never thought about it like that, of something spiritual um, that it is. It's kind of in sharing something in a way that makes somebody who is highly intellectual think about something different on like a soul yes. level. Like, oh. Um, you got okay. it. That's it. You share your story in an intellectual way that bridges the gap between the mind and the soul. There you have it. That will satisfy Saturn in Leo. It'll satisfy the 12th house in Gemini. It'll satisfy your moon in Scorpio. It, and it will start to fuel. And, it, and, and I want to remind you that to create, because they already see you, right? Your rising sign is in the sign of cancer. They already see you as a mother figure, create a community around that. They want to know that they can go and talk to the mom at any time. They know that they're going to be in a safe place, whether that's a private Facebook group or it's a private forum, something where that you, um, it's more private because again, this is going to be like, you know, personal topics. You might want to think about creating some type of community around that. That's brilliant. I had wondered if I thought that the moon and arrow lodge should be that, like something that you join. Um, yeah, I like that. Love it. Well, this has been an absolute joy. I know that our listeners, you know, have run into the same, you know, uh, challenges in their business of really figuring out, okay, I've got this new idea. I've got this cool name. I've got a website. I'm doing Instagram. It's like, but how do I stand out? How do I differentiate myself from people that might be offering something similar? Because at the end of the day, and I'm sure you've already seen this, there is millions of people just on Instagram. And it's like, there's enough customers and clients for everybody. There's never going to be a shortage of people that, you know, want to learn and have problems to solve and, you know, all of those things in our life. So I'm just, uh, I'm happy to be a small piece of, you know, the wisdom that you can take and run with to grow your new awesome business. Oh, Angel, you're generous. And this was very eye-opening. I really appreciate this. You're so welcome. And I want to thank everybody again for joining us here at the Rising Star Project. If you have any questions or want your own reading, check out um, the Rising Star Project at angelquintana.com. So thank you so much, Carrie, for being a part of the project and uh, hope to be in touch again soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Have starting a new business and feeling less than structured in your approach to bringing it to market? Do you sell one-on-one -on -one services like tarot or oracle readings or perhaps one-on-one -on -one coaching? Yet, the more you think about your long-term goals, you realize this approach may not be scalable at all, or maybe not even a good business decision. Like Carrie, she's got an incredible concept and with a little further digging, she'll be well on her way to attracting her Gemini archetype and Kismet clients. If you're someone who's masterful at creating ideas but are less inclined to fully launching them into market, a subscription-based product just might be what the business coach orders. Give it a try and keep us posted. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and were able to use this mentoring session to answer some of your own questions around your higher calling. If you feel called to step into a bigger role and shape mankind as we know it today, I invite you to check out the Holistic Fashionista Botanica and pick up the Rising Star Ritual Starter Kit. 
where you'll receive your astrological birth chart and a ritual to help you unlock all the beautiful gifts that live inside your soul. You can learn more about the Holistic Fashionista Botanica at www.holisticfashionista.com. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder and business astrologer behind the Holistic Fashionista brand, and I look forward to serving you in another episode of the Rising Star Project real soon.